1: And joining me as always, he is ready to do the Sprockets dance, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan,
0: hit the Sprockets dance. Eddie, we're back. We are back. <laughs> Maybe I'm not. Even, I'm not even going to play into your your comments with Mike Myers Come on, man. from it's, people it's from long... the early '90s that no one is even going to understand what you're talking about. It's not even like Some, an Austin Powers, a Wayne's World reference. It, it's a, now it's, they need to see you. Now is the time we dance on sprockets. Uh, Your long I sleeve black shirt. I'm, could be, you could have said, like, like, the Steve Jobs look. I mean, you could go with that, but it's, nah, uh, it's a little bit that's different. Not as funny. That, that was a stretch today. Uh, Eddie, it's great to see you. I missed <laughs> you last week. I'm sure you missed me the week before. Uh, but, I mean, we're back on the radio. We are back right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. We are back. We're also online, uh, so you can, you can hear us there as well. Sports Guys Talking Wrestling is back. Uh, it's, this is Wednesday Night Warfare. Eddie? Wednesday Warfare. It's been a while. We've been off at least a couple weeks because of baseball, basketball, all these kind of sports now. Now the Longhorns are in the Sweet 16. Things, things are yep. happening.
1: Things are happening. Uh, congrats to the men's basketball team for making the Sweet 16 for the first time in way too long. Uh, the woman got knocked out just before the Sweet 16, but hella, had a hell of a season. Been a second in the Big 12.
0: How do you um, feel about uh, Tennessee and Rick Barnes? You, you don't want him to be successful, right? You want him to— You know, I, I have old.
1: mixed feelings. It's, it's like seeing your ex get married or for something. For how you know?
0: bad he always did for Texas in the tournament, for to see him yes. go to the, uh, oh the Sweet God. 16. Kind of, I had actually had them losing in the first round. I thought that Rick Barnes was kind of, you know, he's, he's tournament repellent. And so I thought that I had them losing uh, in, that, uh, in that 4-13 matchup.
1: I did have them losing in the second round, I believe. Yeah, I don't love it. But you know what? Fresh off the boat, not knowing anything about college basketball— I picked Princeton to uh to get the upset in round one.
0: Wow, look at you! Do you have him in the Sweet 16 as well? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> but
1: then my buddy told me that uh the the reason my uh, my reasoning for picking Princeton was based on like 1998 thinking. Do tell. I'm like, oh, was just they were just always a tough out in the first round. They're they're famous for their backdoor cuts and everything. It's like every time you see Princeton in the first round, you just go, oh no. It's like Eddie, that was like 1998. I'm like it still worked. All right. Still worked. All right.
0: Eddie, no, who did you have? Winning? On I, I to know get you himself. didn't. I know you don't have the, your winner is no longer in the tournament. So who did you have? Do you have Texas winning?
1: I did not have Texas winning because I didn't want to jinx us. Yes. So uh, in my bracket, I've got us making the championship game, losing to Purdue.
0: Oh wow, yeah, yeah, I had so I, yes,
1: you're right, my winner is out of the out of the
0: tournament. I had Kansas winning, so my winner is also out of the tournament, Kansas, yeah, we know. just beat them twice, I know, and you would think that they would have respected Texas and give them a number one seed and not Kansas number one seed, but they didn't do that
1: well, I'm glad because uh the pressure is off,
0: yeah, no, it definitely is uh, Eddie. We talked very briefly. You were on a cruise, uh, and and actually, I love seeing those pictures. I, I, by now, you've probably seen our Instagram. Eddie is weird. Eddie posted me today. He said, "Send me a shirtless picture of you." And I said, <laughs> "Number one, that's weird. Um, and number two, okay, here it is." And so I sent him a picture with a uh, with a monster. I'll have you know, my my fridge on the cruise was stocked with Mountain Dews and Monsters. Uh, I meant to ask you, are you sponsored by Monster now, like the u s c fighters? Golly, I wish. I wish I could. Uh, every time you see me, I'm holding a Monster can. Uh, let me look. Nope. I just actually took this trash out, so I don't have a uh, a Monster okay. But I had Mountain Dew and Monster. I went and bought it before I got on the cruise ship. But hey, C4,
1: if you're listening, we're ready for that sponsorship.
0: Ew, no, no, we're not. Monster. Oh, we, I love we, C4. We will take Monster.
1: Uh, Eddie. Or uh, Alani New.
0: I love seeing cool. your pictures. I loved it. Uh, it seemed like it was just chaotic, chaotic, though. On the boat. Lots of fans everywhere. Uh these it concerts. Was. How many times did they play uh It was not down? relaxing at all? How many times did they play down? Uh I think just twice. Okay. But Amber only once. But they play yes. They played three times.
1: They have thirty years worth of a catalog, so yeah. they don't have to repeat things if they don't want to. Three number one hits. Um, but yeah, so yeah, they played three times. Um first time three eleven day was at sea. So that was cool. Uh I'd never been to a three eleven day show because <laughs> They're way too long, and uh, my knees are way too old. And believe me, I was feeling it. And it's actually, the first actually, time on me, vacation I've had to get up
0: at six a.m. There Thanks. you go. I knew it. That's what I was going to ask. Eddie, you were the curmudgeon at six a.m. Dude. Going out trying to find yourself a lawn chair so you could be there all day, so you could have a seat for the concert, huh?
1: No, I'm not sitting in the sun all day long. I had to be up at six a.m. when we got to Roatán, Honduras, because my ATV ride was at like eight fifteen.
0: How was that? You look like you had fun.
1: That was lots of fun. I've got video of it, but it's just way too big to upload. I'll show you sometime. Uh, I did the Superman Zipline at Harvest Cable but they wouldn't let me record it because I didn't have a GoPro. They wouldn't just let me use my phone as I'm flying through the air. So uh, I just have to look at other people's video of that. But that was the one thing that I never thought I'd do is let myself get pushed off a lighthouse.
0: Look at you growing up, Eddie, and uh, these new adventures. Yeah, yeah it was fun.
1: Um, so
0: yeah, it was it was a great time. Now Eddie, does a uh, does a single man like yourself? Um, do you find ladies on a three eleven cruise? Are there are there ladies there, or is it just a bunch of nerds and like uh, mouth breathers, many, like uh, like wrestling cruises? I would imagine. I'm going
1: to say due to the cost, there aren't many single women. Okay, there's there's some, but not not many.
0: Golly, I bet I bet you I bet you that's a lot of fun for them with every single uh, single guy like you uh, following these girls around.
1: <laughs> nah, we know better. But um, but no, it was a great time. But yeah, you know, like I said, chaotic. It was like it's a mu- music festival at sea, so you're going back and forth, like picking which band you want to see at different times. And you're like, well, oh, I've already seen those guys, but I haven't seen them. Got to go back and forth. Uh, Arrested Development. You remember them from the the TV Mr. show, Wendell's, Jason Bateman,
0: Will Arnett, and <laughs> uh,
1: the songs "Tennessee Everyday People."
0: No, Mr. Wendell. Nope, none of these things. None uh, things good
1: need. Lord. Anyway, um, they were the hit of the uh hit of the cruise. They've been together for like thirty years. They put on a hell of a show. It was great.
0: Okay. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you. Now, had fun. how about you with your uh, old people cruise? The old people cruise was great. I, I felt like a divorced single dad uh, on the cruise with my uh, with my two <laughs> daughters and uh, and my parents, and it was great. You know, I, it was. And you're running around shirtless. I was running all the <laughs> not, old ladies. Not very often. I'll be honest. It was a little chilly in uh, on the Pacific side, and really? so oh, okay. it was. Uh, it was windy and. Uh, It was, you know, it was fine. We got sunburned. We had the girls got their hair braided. Uh, We went snorkeling. Uh, Eddie, I I will tell you, um, some people just don't know how to swim and they probably shouldn't be snorkeling. Um, Right. That's that's true. There was this girl and I I feel bad, right? Um, She was, she struggled to get into the, I don't know if she's ever swam before, but she was trying to get into the water to snorkel. And over and over again, she just got hit by these little roller waves and pushed back up and and trying to walk in for I'm Like you should put your fins on in the water, or you should walk backwards. That will be the other way to do it. And she just every time oh, okay. just rolled over and rolled over and rolled over. Where were uh, her parents? Uh, she was uh, she was with another college age girl, and so oh, okay. it was. Uh, yeah, there wasn't there was no parents. We were also there for, with a uh, group from San Diego State uh, University Ooh. who were on spring break. Uh, they were also not with their parents. And uh, yeah, that's where was, the single ladies. And are. just because you can <laughs> the, wear something like that, it doesn't mean you should wear something that is so revealing, Eddie.
1: That happens a lot. You're happens, right.
0: Happens a lot. People, liquid courage, and uh, they, they change the way they dress. So. <laughs> uh, but we had a great time. We watched, uh, you know, magicians. Uh, we watched illusionists. We saw comedians and, uh, and you know, some, some shows. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Probably the same type of shows that you saw. No, we had comedians,
1: too. Um, <laughs> Brad Williams? Doug, Doug Benson was supposed to be there.
0: Okay. Didn't make
1: but, it. But uh, come day of the show, detained he didn't in Jamaica. realize that. No, his uh, passport wasn't up to date. It expired and he could not travel. Um, that's to be expected from someone who is uh, known to be high twenty four seven. But I'm like, hey, where are your people?
0: People got. But there was also,
1: yeah, there was also one guy who loved to run around in a uh, in a thong. That was you. No, it's like, do you remember Leslie from downtown Austin? I do know. Yes. Any real Any real Austinites remember Leslie? It basically looked like that, and. <sighs> It was hard. It was hard to see, dude. At one point during the, uh, the three eleven Day show, we're on the pool deck, and he like, stepped in front of me. And there's like this uh, little uh, ledge to step onto. They had the pool covered, so the state uh, people are standing on it, and he steps on top of it. So now his butt is almost face level, and then to make it worse, he squats down to talk to someone, and it's just like, <clears> throat> right, throat> right in your face. Ugh. green thong, hairy butt. I'm like, I, I didn't
0: need that, man. But he
1: was a fun guy. It was, it was a fun time still.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Well, Eddie, we both got back in time to watch UFC 286 this weekend. And what did you know? We were both wrong. We were both we wrong. Nothing. In the main event and the co-main event, Leon Edwards defeats Kamaru Usman. Majority decision. First off, Eddie, did the judges have it right in this fight? Did you see Leon Edwards winning that fight? I had a draw,
1: but I cannot blame the judges one bit because Kamaru Usman did not fight a good fight. It was like the perfect combination of things for Leon to win. It was some of this, some of that, some of this, some of that.
0: And some of this and some of that, like groin kicks and fence grabbing and glove grabbing?
1: That's some of that. Okay. Leon also fought really well. Kamaru did not fight as well his um his game plan didn't change or evolve he didn't kind of get any better since their last fight leon got a lot better his takedown defense improved tons um he killed him with the leg kicks uh Camaro didn't do anything to stop those um and of course the uh the nut shots the fence grab the uh glove grab everything all together um showed us that we don't we don't know what we're talking about
0: i saw you post if you're not cheating you're not trying uh, I'm assuming that's alluding to this, this fight <laughs> right here. Um, oh, yeah.
1: I was at uh, Twin Peaks with my buddy Victor and uh, some other guy. Uh, well, oh, Brian. His name is Brian. And then the guy on the right side of me wouldn't shut up the whole damn fight. Um, but, yeah, we are talking about, talking about dirty Brits. It was uh, pretty funny. But, hey, you got to do what you got to do to win. Moments like that change lives. And Leon Edwards did everything he needed to do to win. And... He's the champ.
0: Yeah, he is a champ. I mean, you think about it, like, thank goodness we didn't get a draw. Because I don't, I don't want to see this another time. Yeah, no. Leon no. would, you know, he would regain the title because of the draw, and so that would have been a disaster to see that again one more time. But Leon Edwards, you know, it's interesting. He talked that the last time they fought when he was in Salt Lake was that he wasn't uh, fighting at his best. Obviously, the um, the altitude in Salt Lake changed things, but they were both at altitude, and and he felt like he didn't give his best performance there, and that he would perform would at a top level. In, in London, and, and sure enough, he did right. He did the right things. Uh, you, you mentioned the uh, the leg kicks. He went for that head kick again in, in the fifth round. Uh, you mentioned the takedown defense, and it was it was a close fight, but it was a win. I, I I agree with the judges. Leon Edwards got the win.
1: And what we what I didn't mention was just being at home, basically, you know, and the confidence he had coming into the fight as the champ.
0: I don't know why you would say that uh, Salt Lake City is not like home to leon edwards i mean I, when i think of <laughs> leon edwards i think of salt lake city so
1: yeah you think of kingston jamaica london and salt lake city yeah. i mean they,
0: they all they all go perfectly together uh, yeah, eddie, that's where my buddy ben is moving back to from hawaii let yeah. be on the cruise i love it so uh, eddie let's talk about what's next right so so the surprise to everybody even to the fighters it seemed was that colby covington was there to be the backup fighter and it's interesting, you, you heard Bilal Muhammad on Monday talk that he actually tried to, A, fight Colby Covington in London on this card. Uh, he also tried to become the backup fighter, and the UFC told him multiple times, no, we're, we're good, we're good, we're good. And then you have Colby Covington out here saying that he just found out on on you know two weeks' notice that he was going to be the backup fighter, had to lose 18 pounds, and came in, uh, showed up, and and made weight. And now, after the fight, Dana White says... He is the next contender. He is the next person to fight against Leon Edwards for the title, which at the end of the day doesn't really make any sense whatsoever.
1: No, it reeks of favoritism, cronyism, nepotism, also known as Dana White privilege. He's just Dana's friend, basically. You know, they got a lot in common. They're boys. And Dana says, hey, I finally want you to win the belts." Good thing for us is that Dana doesn't have a great track record at picking his boys to win the belts. Except for Connor. Um but yeah, it's it's
0: crap. You know, the guy is what, two and two since twenty nineteen? Uh I, I, well, if you go since twenty nineteen, he's two and one because that Kamaru fight was in December of twenty nineteen. I think I think uh going back to the beginning, like like yeah, two and two, three and two and one, either way you look at it. Yeah, um, his last four is two and two. Yeah, the last four. Um, but that goes back into 2019 as well. It's interesting. You look at other people who might deserve the title fight better. Now, Bilal Muhammad, I think, is is one person who you could definitely make an argument. That same. So what, what I had looked at was that since 2019, before that, he's fought, I think, what, nine times. He's 8-0 with that 1-0 constants that happened against Leon. Uh, Bilal Muhammad has an 8-fight win streak. The iPoke Contest was right in the middle of that. He's defeated Sean Brady, who uh, you you know that I was high on Sean Brady. Uh, Vicente Luque, who was a top 10 guy at the time. uh, Steven Wonderboy Thompson, Damian Maya. Those are the last four fights. Uh, It's interesting. Colby, he's got a win over Jorge Masvidal. He's got a win over Tyron Woodley, and he's got two losses to the former champion, Kamaru Usman. Now, I understand why Colby Covington... uh, you know you, why you think on paper it makes sense that well, excuse me not on paper but why colby Covington would be a, if you're a, a shareholder and you want to sell fights and you want to get someone who's going to get under leon's skin it is uh it is colby covington but on merit alone there's there's no merit that would say that colby covington deserves a fight against leon edwards
1: also i'm not sure that even like as a shareholder You would care that it's Colby. Do we have any proof that he actually sells? He's not Conor McGregor. He's just a guy that talks a lot. And I don't know if his fan base is big enough, like as far as uh, casual buyers, that he's actually going to bring in those numbers.
0: But is he a I don't like him buyer? Is he like like a go away and I want to see him lose at this point? Because people definitely don't like him. I don't think people buy,
1: especially with the cost of pay-per-views now. I don't think people will spend that much money just to say I don't like this guy. They'll spend it to say, hey, I love this guy. I don't want to watch him like Connor, but I don't think people are going to spend like 75, 80 bucks to say, oh, I hate Colby. Let me see if he can lose. Now they might stream it, but I don't think they're going to pay 80 bucks for it.
0: What the weirdest thing for me is that I actually don't think that Dana White really likes Colby Covington. I mean, there's been lots of issues between the two of them. If you remember back, like Colby Covington went in with like a camera phone to go find Dana when he was gambling to which Dana White would immediately was like, turn your camera off now. And you're like, okay, yeah, sorry, sir. And like, he turned it off like right <laughs> away. Um, I don't know, but it does make me think like that whole, like we've been wondering, I remember like we were sitting at UFC Austin last year and the schmo, he asked Dana, hey, what's going on with Colby Covington? You know, he, this was after the incident with Jorge Masvidal that happened in Miami. And he said, hey, where where is he? Like, when are we going to see him fight? Now, you wonder like, what does Colby have on Dana White? Or is it just that, You know, they don't like the idea that there is a, you know, still a pending lawsuit. Uh, Maybe this is to get him to drop charges to not do anything against Jorge Masvidal. Um, Maybe that's what's happening. Well, Masvidal's already scheduled to fight, though, so yeah, it's
1: not well, like they're avoiding
0: him. Sure, sure, but the reason that they're avoiding Colby is right is because he claimed he had brain damage, right? And if you can't take a fight, <laughs> if you have brain damage, because listen, uh, you can't walk he, into. A fight. If he
1: opens his mouth, you know he's got brain damage. Well, I, I do. So that's I, got nothing to do with it.
0: I, I don't know, but like, there's no reason that makes me understand like why would I mean, even for like in the press conference when Dana's like, no, he has like he's the next shot, and then someone asked like, well, what about if Jorge Masvidal does something emphatic uh, at when he fights next month against? You know Gilbert Burns. What if he knocks him out emphatically? And Leon Edwards and Jorge Masvidal have a history, even though like Jorge Masvidal like also doesn't deserve a title fight uh, based on you know his fights. But I could see that happening if he were to emphatically beat. It. Let me say this again. I could see him get a title fight if he not emphatically if he like eked out a boring decision over Gilbert Burns. I, a win gets him a title fight because of the history, the three piece Minnesota history that he has with Leon Edwards. So I just don't understand like why Dana is so like committed to Kobe Kobe having the fight when you have this fight in in just two weeks, right? It yeah, doesn't like make sense. Said,
1: nothing nothing about it makes sense. Like you said, he doesn't really draw the numbers. He doesn't have the record. Um I you say they're not that as close as I thought they were. I don't like, I don't what, remember that. What is going on?
0: Yeah, it, it seems really weird. Uh you gotta feel bad for Balal Muhammad. Like who like you do we hate him? They're over there yes. saying that uh that they want him to fight Shavkat Rachmanov. I mean, great. That I mean Yes, that would cement a win, but that's like the toughest fight in the division. If you have Hamzat gone, Shafkat Rachmanov is the toughest fight in the division. That's not the champion. And, I, and I'll tell you a secret. He's actually the toughest fight in the, in the division, even if you include the champion.
1: Yeah. And even winning that fight for Bilal doesn't guarantee him a shot. Because then, you know, what about um, what about Mazdal if he beats Burns?
0: Well, that's the only thing. Masvidal is the only person yeah, nothing else makes sense. who could step up. Who knows, But I, I don't yeah. think, what if Gilbert Burns wins? I actually don't think if Gilbert Burns wins, he's not going to get a title fight.
1: Yeah, Dana doesn't like him enough.
0: But Jorge Masvidal, <laughs> and I don't think Jorge's going to beat Gilbert Burns. I think Gilbert Burns is just too no. good.
1: Burns Burns, going to run right through him. But yeah,
0: I mean, that's, it does make sense. If Jorge Masvidal uh, beats Gilbert, he should fight him. Uh, opening odds do come out, though. Colby Covington is a favorite uh, compared to Leon Edwards in that fight.
1: Well, Because he is almost guaranteed to do what Camaro should have done which is nonstop takedown attempts. He should have pulled the Damien Maya versus Tyron Woodley and shot over 20 times, and he should have just kept going. The one spot that you know that you're better than the other guy and just go for that nonstop. He tried to mix it up, and on the feet, he was getting worked, especially those leg kicks. Oof.
0: Well, let, let's take it to, from a guy who should have done nonstop takedowns to the guy who did take one, get one takedown at the end of the fight <laughs> and told everyone <laughs> to just be quiet. Uh, Justin Gaethje defeated like he was talking to Rafael me. Um We both picked Fiziev. Wait wait wait.
1: wait, wait, wait. I keep doing that too. Fiziev. He's not Brazilian. No, he's not Brazilian. Oh, uh, Rafael.
0: Rafael. Rafael. Rafael I keep doing that Fiziev. too. Uh, uh, You know, I am very high. And I think I told said this last week. Uh, I, you know what? It's it's, it's me. It, it's my problem again. I said last week that I had just sent some cards of Piotr Jan to get graded because I thought that uh, yeah. there was going to be a good return. And then I said at the end of the show, you know, I also just sent some Fiziev cards to get uh, to get graded because I think there's a you good degenerate. future for him. Uh Justin Gaethje did get that takedown at the end, but man, Fazim that was a close fight too. Did you have that oh, did you have that going was. uh Fazeev, did you have Gaethje winning that fight?
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, Faziev came out great in the first round, but when he realized that Gaethje wasn't going anywhere and his chin's made out of cinder block, you just see everything just kind of slowing down and he just wasn't himself as much anymore. And Gaethje, you know, when Fiziev started slowing down, Gaethje just kept pounding away. And man, those uppercuts were vicious. I'm The snot coming out of Fiziev's nose is going to be a meme. And I don't want to ever see it again because it was disgusting. And it was bloody as hell, a whole Ric Flair crimson mask, plus snot flying out of his nose.
0: Justin Gaethje came out and said, I'm still here. I'm still a force in this division. It's not my time yet. But Fazeev, I think, said, like, look, I'm in this room, too, right? I'm, I'm up in this upper echelon as well. Uh, and you think about what's next for Justin Gaethje. Uh, you know, Charles Oliveira versus Benil are they're fighting on May 6th. Uh, we know that Chandler's fighting Connor. We'll get to that later. Uh, and then, you know, you got Dustin Poirier, who's still sitting out there. Not sure. I mean, maybe that's the fight you do. You put Poirier versus Gaethje again. It's a rematch. Again? What else do you do? Uh-huh. Gaethje wants to fight up. He said, look, I just fought down. I fought a guy that nobody wanted. Does he fight Charles Oliveira again if he loses? Like, if, if Dariush gets the title, uh, or excuse me, if Dariush wins the fight, he's going to fight against um, Islam in Abu Dhabi in October. I think they are on October 21st, Dana said. So that that fight should happen. But what happens, where, where does Gechi go when he said, hey, I want to fight up now? I already fought down a guy that no one wanted to fight that was below me in the rankings.
1: Well, the one thing you don't want to do, especially in that division, is take a, quote, stay busy fight. That's how you lose title opportunities. So if I'm him, I wait.
0: Well, he hasn't done anything right now. A win over Frazeev is not a, a win, is not a fight to get a title fight off of. Now, it's a, hey, maybe I could, you know, step in there if someone gets injured, but so could Dustin Poirier.
1: Right. No, I mean, you don't just take something while you're waiting on the October fight. You don't just take something to stay busy. You know, if it's not a fight up, skip it.
0: But that's a fight up. Yeah. Dustin Poirier is a fight up, and it gets it him. You would think that if he gets a win over Dustin Poirier now, that's a title. He It's a title eliminator, right?
1: Oh, I'm sure he'd take that too, but I see no reason for Poirier to take it.
0: I mean, Poirier is also coming off of a loss. Poirier's not going to... Uh, I mean, what does Poirier do then?
1: Hey, he's got that red penny money. He can wait. <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> so I got that hot sauce money. I think Dustin, he desperate. He doesn't
0: have to be desperate, to be down, but I think that's a fight that he, that, you know, is intriguing, right? Because of I what mean, it's fun to watch.
1: Do. So I I'd definitely be in to watch it, but I don't know if it makes sense for him unless, uh, unless he's guaranteed a shot for winning.
0: Well, you don't know, uh, you don't know Dustin Poirier very well. You, you don't have the jitsu. No. in you. He's already said on, on Twitter that he would do it. So. Okay. He wants a UFC new Orleans. Uh, Or he says, you know, let's go five rounds, Dustin Poirier, uh, you know, winner fights Islam.
1: Like I said, if he gets, if he's guaranteed a title shot. Yeah,
0: you would think so, right? I mean, you're not going to get it over Benil, but that's the, uh, that's the fight. And then Fazeev, let's just, you know, maybe he fights the loser of uh, of Dariush versus Oliveira. Could be. I like that as well. Uh, all right, let's just go. Any Anything that out stood out from you, I was surprised uh, Jennifer Maya defeated Casey O'Neill. I was really excited to see oh, her yeah. come back. Uh, Marvin Vittori, razor-close decision over Roman De Uh Jack Shore, like seeing him in his featherweight debut. Uh, but how about Mohammed Mukayev and his knee bar that uh, he was in where his knee oh. is, like, bending the other way?
1: Oh, dude. I understand what he was saying where he's saying, like, um, he's about to be out for Ramadan for a while and he wouldn't be able to, like, sit with himself that whole time. He can't sit he anyways right now with that knee. No. All he can do is sit. I mean, physically. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you got to
0: have that leg propped up. I mean, he's not sitting crisscross uh, applesauce for maybe oh, a year. Oh,
1: no. Yeah, we won't see him for a little bit. But, yeah, I understand him saying that he wouldn't be able to sit with himself for a while. But, dude, you got to save yourself some at some point. Yeah.
0: A couple of them, I know you wanted wanted to call out Joanne Wood. Uh, I know you always get, uh, you happy for her. Um, Oh, yeah, JoJo. And then uh, Gunnar Nelson, so.
1: Oh, yeah, and uh, ultimate fighter Juliana Miller lost in the opener.
0: Yeah, to Veronica Hardy, Dan Hardy's wife.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, is that who she is? Yeah. All right, guys, that is is the Cruise Recap, and that is UFC 286. Guys, you're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, and we will be right back. What's up with that? Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a bigger cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on. What's up with that? Ooh we. What's up with that? What's up with that? Ooh we. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up? With that you, yeah.
1: Woo! Yeah. welcome back to Find Ahead on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm Eddie. That's Jordan. And it's been so long since we've done it. Let's just jump into it. Play a little game of what's up with that, Jordan. And we're going to start off with everyone's favorite hype train. No, not Jake Paul. Conor McGregor, there seems to be a brewing feud between him and USADA. Jordan, what is up with that?
0: Yeah, so if you remember back, let's take me back to UFC 200. Okay, we've got Brock Lesnar coming back to fight against Mark Hunt. Oh, yeah. Uh, Typically, USADA had said that you had to be in the testing pool for at least six months. And and there was an exception in, in exceptional circumstances. Well, the UFC determined that in order for them to make a lot of money before they sold the UFC, it was an exceptional circumstance. And so they let Brock Lesnar go bypass those six months of test, take a test right before the fight, which he failed later, but still fight Mark Hunt. So that's the precedent. That has been the question. When is Conor McGregor going to start these six months? We know he's going to fight. Tough is over. They are done filming tough. Right? It's going to start airing in May. And Conor McGregor was doing interviews last week where uh, this was brought up a couple of times. He was on the MMA Hour with Ariel Hawani and he said, Look, when asked about the USADA situation, he said, There's hurdles and whatnot, but we're in constant communication with USADA. And there's an interview scheduled and a meeting happens and then it will be official. He said, But the six months thing, when they had said, uh, what they said to me was two clean test and off I go. So, I assume it won't be too long, right? So that's what Connor said. He said, "Hey, it's not six months; it's just too clean test." Well, USADA came back. They actually told uh, um, TSN's Aaron Bronsted they said, "While we meet with all athletes who render in the testing pool, we do not currently have a meeting set with Connor. and as of today, we have not received notice of, the, of his coming out of retirement to compete." The UFC rules are clear that in addition to two negative tests, an athlete must make themselves available for testing six months before returning to competition. This is a fair way to ensure an athlete does not use the retirement status to gain an unfair advantage by using prohibited substances during the retirement period, which would enhance their performance unfairly if they ultimately decide to return to competition. So as you could imagine, uh, I think they also say like we – uh, we they do this? They go on and say we have made it clear to the UFC that Conor should be in the testing pool for the full six months period. Uh, while the UFC does permit them to make uh, an exceptional a, a exception in exceptional circumstances, so uh, as you can imagine. Connor, not very happy about that. He came out on Twitter and said, uh, he said, USADA is going in the bin. That was one tweet. He said, this is my (laughs) issue. I've not lied once, nor have I tested positive ever. I have over 70 clean tests under this program, yet they are constantly coming out after I speak in a manner that makes it seem like I am lying. It's ridiculous. You are in the bin. Over 70 clean tests, never violated once. I will not be scapegoated by this garbage organization you are not the be-all, end-all in this equation, USADA. Uh, even Dana White was asked about this on on Saturday night. He said, hey, what's going on there? And he said, look, I don't want anything to do with this drug testing conversation. If you have a question, go talk to Jeff Davinsky. Now, really? Eddie, my guess, Connor wins. Connor wins this bout. He will fight whenever he wants to fight. He will have his two clean tests. And maybe USADA will no longer work with the UFC.
1: No, USADA keeps the UFC... Um... Gives them a more legit feeling, so they're not going anywhere. But USADA, um, basically, they're contracted to the UFC. They work for the UFC. And fifty percent of like their, their revenue,
0: fifty percent of their revenue for USADA is the UFC business. Yeah, it's
1: not like they're like a separate governing body that's just going to do whatever they want. You know, um, if Dana says, "Hey, we're going to waive this for Conor," then USADA goes, "All right, whatever you want to do, it's your your show."
0: So how about that credibility, so, though? You said that they give them some credibility. What happens when they say, "Okay, great"?
1: Same thing that happened when uh, it happened with uh, Brock. A little bit of uproar, and then it goes away, and business as usual.
0: Who wins in this? UFC, Conor, UFC or and, USADA? UFC and Conor. Yeah,
1: they're going to win. And, you, and USADA wins because nothing changes for them, because their contract rolls on, and they do what they do. And, you know, they're not going to be the ones that look like they're, uh, they're hiding something or putting, pushing something under the rug. UFC has to waive that rule, not USADA. You saw uh, UFC says, "Hey, we're gonna let this guy skate." And they go, oh, "All right, do what you gotta do." So, yeah, that's what's gonna happen. And when and when Connor said, uh, "We've been, we've talked," yeah, he didn't mean the, uh, he didn't mean USADA. <laughs> he meant UFC. Matsu said that uh, uh, two clean tests and it'll be fine. And Dana says, "Oh, uh, um, I want nothing to do with it." There will be nothing to do with it because he's just going to say, yeah, skip it. So, yes. Now, speaking of Dana, uh, he kind of gave us an idea of what's next for Hamzat Shemaev. What's up with that?
0: Yeah, so even though Hamzat's out there saying that he took he he accepted fights with Colby Covington uh, and that Colby was the person that denied him, that is not what's going to happen next. Uh, Hamzat Shemaev, according to Dana White, is going to move up and fight at middleweight he said yes he's done at 170 pounds for now uh and he's going to move up this is coming off of that fight that he fought against kevin holland uh that was you know supposed to be the uh the nate diaz fight back in the day he Uh, missed weight by how much by too much uh he also said (laughs) that well it was seven and a half pounds he missed the uh he missed the welterweight (laughs) limit and this was when uh and, and he said he's not coming back until october which seems like a long time uh, for Hamzat to to be out of the uh, out of the picture, that he's not going to even fight, maybe so maybe he comes back and fights in Abu Dhabi like we mentioned earlier. But yeah, you Dana, think he's
1: squeezing one before Ramadan?
0: Yeah, but Dana did say that he expects him to be, you know, fighting. A, he should be fighting top three guys and even at middleweight. So you look at who's out there. Uh, Izzy and we'll know who's going to be the champion after then. You got Alex Bahada versus Izzy that's happening on April sixth. Uh, you got Robert Whitaker. You got Jared Cannonier. You got Marvin Vittori. Maybe a Marvin Vittori. Uh, Hamzat Shemaev fight is a good fight to get. I mean, that's the, the one problem though is that you know you could probably get Hamzat a title fight after only one fight. So y- you want to make it the right one. Maybe it's maybe it's Robert. Whit- could you imagine Robert Whitaker versus Hamzat Shemaev?
1: Oh. Yeah, he wins that fight. There's no denying him. No, not but if wrong. he loses. But if he loses it, going back in the bin.
0: Oh, he's going back. He's he's going back to welterweight <laughs>
1: if he can. Yeah. Yeah, that. Ooh, yeah. Whitaker versus Hamza. That's that's a killer right there, man. Oh man. Uh, speaking of all these great international fighters that we have, Jordan, International Fight Week is
0: shaping up. What's up with that? Yeah. So just kind you of like kind of rumors of shaping up. So we thought that you know it was going to be John Jones versus Stepe Miocic for the heavyweight title at International Fight Week. And so there was, uh, there was a little bit of back and forth. So John Bones Jones went to Twitter and uh, he said, yo, Stipe, only you and the UFC and I know the truth. You dodged me all of 2022, July, September, and December. Now I'm hearing rumors that we may not be fighting this July. Bro, it's simple. Either you believe in yourself or you don't. Either you want this challenge or you don't. Stop wasting everyone's time. So that was the claim. That's what he put out there. To which Stipe very quickly Put out a post back, and uh, it was a picture of Jones and Stipe. Almost a a fight poster, so you say. And with just the phrase, look, see you in July. Jones, Miocic, heavyweight title. Now, it doesn't look like this was an official UFC announcement, uh, but that's the way that the UFC wants to go. They want to headline International Fight Week with John Jones versus Stipe Miocic. We're also hearing that it's going to be uh, Volkanovski, Versus Yar Rodriguez to unify that title. So uh, that's the featherweight title. Uh, Eddie, what else? If you could have one more or, or two other fights? Oh my god! If you could be matchmaker, what would you do? If you could have any fight to be the third night the the you know the I don't, I, the feature, the feature bout. That's not the co main event. Where, where do you go for International Fight Week?
1: I don't even know if this is possible. But I would love to see Rose Namajunas come back and fight for the strawweight title against Zhang Wiley.
0: Ooh, I don't want to oh. see that right now. Not yet. I want Rose to get a fight before that happens.
1: Oh, but just just imagine all three of those on the same card. If they they charge a hundred bucks for that, it'll be worth
0: it. You know that wouldn't be bad. That would not be a bad idea. Uh, Maybe not bad. That'd be awesome. I just I, I worry about where Rose is and and where her headspace is, and so. I don't know if I'm exactly ready to see that. Uh, I do like the idea that you're going with a women's fight. Uh, God, I mean, there's so many good ones. I, I think I think you bring back Paige VanZant and you have her fight somebody. Uh, that's just you know that just brings ratings. And no, I'm just kidding. I'm good. I was going to say
1: uh, Valentina versus Alexa Grasso, the rematch.
0: No, that should be in Mexico. There, there should be that should be you're international. national. Right. That should be in Mexico, headlined with uh, uh, Moreno versus Pantoja.
1: That is a good point. So,
0: all right, Eddie. Let me hit you with a couple of new fights. We've got a few UFC 288, May 6th, Drew Dober versus Matt Fravola. I don't know if you know him. He's the steam Rolla. and that's happening in Miami and South Beach. Uh, then we got UFC fight night, June 3rd, Amir Albazi versus Kai Kara France. I like that fight. Uh, Tim Elliott versus Alan Nasamiento uh, on June 10th. You've got Jasmine Jasudevicius. Versus Miranda Maverick. Say that again real fast. I cannot. Eric Anders versus Mark Andre Barial. Your boy still going. Yeah, boy. And then just a couple fights over in Bellator. Aaron Pico fighting Otto Rodriguez. Your boy. Mads Burnell versus Justin Gonzalez. Uh and then women's flyweight. Uh you got Bruna Ellen versus Alara Joanne. So those are the new fights, Eddie. That's what's up with that, guys. We're talking UFC San Antonio right after this on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. We will be right back. Until next time. Hey, 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 hey. What's up with that? What's up with that? Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. And Eddie, wouldn't you know, the Longhorn men's basketball team, they storm into the Sweet 16 this Friday at 8.45, pregame at 8 p.m. right here on The Horn and Coke FM. Uh, Also, the baseball game versus Texas Tech will move to 1260 and 101.9 FM, uh, while the softball game versus Tech will be on 105.3 The Bat. Friday afternoon, Eddie, but Saturday... I got bad news, Eddie. I got bad news. I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna be making the trip. I have I'm a little bit under the weather. I don't feel great about my chances of going there. Uh and and being in a car with you also makes me a little bit nervous. I don't know what you bring back from I brought, Miami. A,
1: I brought back a helmet from Honduras specifically to ride in your truck and deal with the way that you drive.
0: I, I believe it. But Eddie, let me tell you right now, this could be a banger. I spoke with Cheeto Vera a few weeks ago. Yeah. He is pumped. He's got his Manu Ginobili jersey. He is, uh, he is ready. He is ready to go. Uh, but I and you can co- find that a little further down in our podcast feed. Yes, you can. I got a little question. I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous. Only because I, you know, I was so high on this fight. I was so excited about this fight. Um, Marlon Vera now ranked third in the division. Right there behind Marab, Sean O'Malley, and then Marlon Vera. Corey Sanhagen ranked fifth. I think about Piotr Jan, where he is, his one win in the last few fights is against Corey Sanhagen. And so it makes me question, how good is Corey Sanhagen? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know exactly how good Corey Sanhagen is. And so uh, I I do expect Marlon Vera to run right through him. I think Corey Sanhagen's kind of like later Cowboy
1: Cerrone good. Like, you know, he's going to put on a banger, but you're not. He doesn't feel like he's quite that uh, upper echelon level, you know?
0: I don't know, right? So his last fight, he had a doctor stoppage over Song Yidong. Uh, before that, he lost to Pyotr Jan. Uh, before that, he lost to TJ Dillashaw, which it was a close fight. You could have saw that going either way. But then you saw TJ Dillashaw when he fought Aljamain, and he just did not look great. Uh, he had that win over Frankie Edgar. He had that win over uh, Marlon Morais. I just don't know how good... Where is Corey Sanhagen? And so I do expect Marlon Vera to win to win viciously, uh, and I think that you know what's weird is cause I'm not sure exactly what they're fighting for, right? Because he shouldn't have to fight. I think Sean O'Malley is going to get the title fight, no matter what happens with Cejudo and uh, Aljo fighting in May. They're not going to give uh, they're not giving Aljo a rematch, no chance. And uh, and I think that they'll have Sean O'Malley fight that, and then you know, does, is this a chance to fight against Marab? I, I don't know. It's a tough That's
1: one, like. man. Um... But first things first, you got to get through this fight. You got to get through. And it is not going to be easy. I mean, San Higgins, a guy who, when he just flying, flying need Frankie Edgar. Yes, okay, but Frankie is super hell. old. Still, the skill that it takes to pull that off and the power. says ah, something. It just uh, makes, me, you know, makes me wonder. Spinning wheel kick against Marlon Moraes. Now, granted, it was
0: the Marlon Marais.
1: Halfway. Yeah. Um, but it's not like. Corey Sandhagen is no joke. Still, you know. I don't know. Maybe he is. Rafael Souza, John Lineker.
0: I know. I don't like I mean, any of those names. When I, the people, when I, the people when I listen on his to list. All those names. I don't love them.
1: You don't love them as, as fighters
0: now. Just when they fought, either. You, you. Are you kidding me? All right. Well. I don't know. I think this I, is. I, I think this is. A, I, I think this is an easy Cheeto Vera win. I do. You, easy. I do. I, wow. think, I think he knocks I him out. Think,
1: I think Vera wins, but I don't think it's easy. I think it's going to be a banger, and it's going to be worthy of the main event status that it was given.
0: We'll have to see. Uh, in the, it is, I mean, I love Marlon Vera is a main event fighter, so that's why I think he deserves to get a main event. So and I he am is definitely
1: uh, the A side.
0: I'm excited for this, and, and and I think the the San the uh, San Antonio is going to blow the roof off. I was I was at the uh, San Antonio uh, Spurs game last Friday, and when they when they played against the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, the largest comeback ever. In uh, in Grizzlies history, was there there done by 28 points? Was yeah. that
1: here or in, or in San Antonio? Well,
0: it's in San Antonio, uh, but they didn't hear a mention. Didn't hear one mention of the fight this next week. Uh, Holly Holm versus Yana Kunitskaya. Uh, that's, that's a fight that's happening. I mean, could Holly Holm
1: get a title shot after this
0: on women's bantamweight? I mean, who knows? Yeah. no one has even fights in that division. So, when's time we got the what, champion what's... fight?
1: What's going on there? I, I don't know. I don't know.
0: You got Andrea KGB Lee versus Macy Barber. I like that. You got Chidi Nojigawani versus Albert Derev. Uh, Alex Perez versus Manel Cape. You got, you got some fun fights on here, Eddie. Yeah.
1: And, and uh, a short a main card. Yeah.
0: That, that'll that be interesting. It's on ESPN. And, and it's so, kind of
1: earlier, too. Yeah.
0: You got Daniel Pineda. He's fighting on the card. Uh, Eddie, I want to just go. You got one on Prime 8, and then we've got a little bit of BKFC and some boxing.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, just real quick, one on Prime. They put on a good show. I don't know any of the people on this except for Rod Tang, and he's uh, I know he is really dangerous. So he's fighting for the flyweight kickboxing title and his women's atomweight muay Thai championship. Hey, I like it when there's gold on the line. If you're uh, just looking for something to do on Saturday Saturday night, there's a uh, one on Prime. But Friday night, dude, BKFC. You know I love some BKFC. Two titles on the line. Reggie Barnett uh defending the Bantamweight title against Gustav Sidelman but Briten Hart she is the strawweight champion fighting Jenny Savage that one is going to be a banger Briten Hart she don't give an f dude she is hardcore I, that one's going to be bloody i guarantee it
0: she's not the uh, one over... she's not married to uh, uh to Joy Beltran is she
1: yes she is okay so
0: Briten Beltran i like to say yeah tell me some boxing Benavides versus plan is a good fight
1: that's that's a great fight. That's a title contender fight. Uh, super middleweight winner has a chance to get back up to Canelo. And then over in uh, England, Lawrence O'Coley versus David Light for the WBO Cruiserweight title.
0: And if you don't know, Jordan, more importantly than all that, John Wick Four comes out this weekend. Very exciting. I know they were here for South by Southwest this last weekend. Uh, Eddie, you know, I, if I don't see you this weekend, I'm sorry. I'll be sad if I don't see you. But have a great time at uh, at UFC San Antonio on Saturday night Uh, guys stay tuned you got sports guys talking wrestling Stu Myrick Justin Simmons coming up next we are proud to be the MMA show of Texas tell your friends Uh, be sure to like and subscribe the podcast check us out at Fight Night ATX on Twitter on Instagram on Facebook
1: hey keep safe be nice to each other stay positive and love your life and if we ever didn't thank you let us do it now happy trails to you till we meet again